the illest of course. Real fans, real talk. We the illest on court. Real fans, real talk. We as real as we thought. Real fans, real talk. Reporting live from the cam. High in demand, so please stand by if you can. What we got is worth a lot, so put a tie in your plans. On court, talking sports through the eyes of the fans. With Trip Young, Emma Marie, Eric Sanchez. You heard what I said, we elite. Check the latest topics and stay ahead of the beat. Keep us in your topics and uh-huh. we ahead of the Yo. streets. It's Johnny Floss, bringing a different type of blend. Backing up Misfit to make sure y'all tuned in. You gotta watch, this show is one of a kind. Updates on your TV screen from 8 to 9. For the older folks, or even if you're younger, no matter what sport, this show, we got it covered. It's filmed live in the middle of BK, so ain't no better sports show to watch on Thursdays. What's going on, guys? Uh, Fans Real Talk are back with our quarantine edition interviews. And uh, last week, you guys know we had uh, OG King, general manager and the head coach of the Nets uh, gaming crew uh, of the NBA uh, 2K League. This week, we have a very special guest, my little sister, uh, Don Shea Hopkins. She is, uh, you guys, uh, she's probably one of the biggest child stars uh, on the planet, uh, more more specifically known for her work as uh, Raina St. Patrick, a.k.a. Ghost Daughter on Power, Um, but she was also uh, featured on Orange is the New Black. Uh, She's also uh, on uh, the the Detour as well, and um, you might know her as uh, Bobby Christina because she did play uh, Bobby and uh, Whitney's daughter in the Bobby Brown story. Uh, that aired on um, on BET, um, actually award-winning uh, Bobby Brown story. I should say that now because they uh, they definitely got an award for the uh, for the film as well. So congrats uh, on that. But uh, Donshay, <laughs> what's going on, man? Um, just trying to survive this thing that's happening. <laughs> Tell us uh, how um, the coronavirus has affected Hollywood. I mean, I know everything is kind of shut down except mm-hmm. for maybe like a few smaller like independent people but as far as hollywood goes everything is pretty much on lock right now yeah basically like hollywood is really like never shut down like anyone who's like in the industry knows that so to be shut down to like this extent is crazy but we're not like fully shut down we just like can't go in and do auditions we can't like go on set and work but we can do stuff from home we, like we can do interviews like I'm doing now. We can do self-tape auditions where we basically tape inside our homes and into the casting. Um, I know writers are really happy because a lot of writers like to be to themselves. I can speak from personal experience and like like to get their writing on. So we're definitely going to get some great shows out of this. It's going to be an amazing pilot season next year. I know that for sure. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's very different. But I feel like it's also bringing out a lot of creative sides to many people, like not just with actors and actresses, but with singers and songwriters too, and um, photographers like yourself and videographers and content creators too. We've been able to do tons of stuff. So um, knock on invisible wood right now. I'm glad to be multifaceted and do different things because right now I've been like vlogging and doing like YouTube videos. Um, I've been doing like many photo shoots. I'm not trying to steal your job, but I've been doing like <laughs> many photo shoots in my living room. So yeah, so it's been in writing, like I said, writing shows and movies. So so far, so good. We're not completely shut down. Um, 
but we are like I said, we are shut down to an extent, but we'll be back soon, and we're gonna be better than ever. You got the inside scoop on when Hollywood is gonna open back up, or is it just basically whenever the government says you know the, the states are open back up? <laughs> I don't. I think no one has the answer because like it's not just here. Like mostly when people think about film, they think of like North America, like they think of like America, like New York, LA, Chicago, or Atlanta, or like Canada, like Toronto, or um, Quebec, or Ontario. But um, it's so global, and I think that's the scary thing, is like we tape really like all over the world, so there is no set date to when anything is going to open. Um, so we really just plan it day by day right now, um, but hopefully it'll be soon. But honestly, speaking from a scientific point, I don't think we're going to be back until like October, if I'm being like 100% honest. How do you think uh, the film process itself will change now, you know, after the coronavirus and just, you know, seeing how easily spread, you know, this mm -hmm. virus was? How do you mm -hmm. think uh, that will, will affect the actual film process? I think people are going to be a little bit more cautious on set. I know like I'm I'm already cautious like when I go on set like when I go into my dressing room depending on where I am or my trailer um you know my mom was a germaphobe so we like wipe everything down and kind of disinfect but I think um but for the most part sets are like super duper clean like as soon as something is used they throw it right in the garbage so I think that um people will just be a little more cautious um, people kind of keep a, dis a safe distance when talking to people because usually on set everyone is so close together because everything is so rush, 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 rush and you have to do like scenes like really fast paced and get things going and then you have to consult with people so I think things are probably going to slow down a little bit when, when everything does go back. It's going to be a rush but it's going to be like a slowed down rush. Um, everyone's going to like, like I said, take their time, be a little bit more cautious, wash their hands even more. Um, I know it's going to be really hard for wardrobe and hair and makeup. They're probably going to have to do like extra precautions. So yeah, it's definitely going to change things around a lot. And there's probably going to be new shooting styles, like getting different angles because people, I think, honestly, I know I'm going to be scared when I go back to work. So I can only imagine how everyone else is going to be there. They're probably going to just like shoot it shot by shot. Like, hey, we'll just do your scene and you guys are going to be like this far apart. And it's all, it's all going to be like angles when we get back. So it's- At least, at least, at least for, the, for, for the first, like, I guess, couple of months yeah, before, me, yeah. you know, going back in. Because I was just thinking even, you know, as far as, you know, when things open back up, I don't see people just rushing back to movie yeah. theaters and, you yeah, know, me, concerts. Yeah, and um and, and things like that um just because you know people i think just the, the fear people you know won't really just be like oh all right let's just jump back in i think right. it's going to take a, a little bit of uh, more time hey i'm, I'm just uh just logged in we we we, 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 had, we had to we had to get things going because even though you know hollywood is closed John Shay, she still got a crazy schedule so we had to start right. up sorry i'm late i was rushing home from work <laughs> But it's so nice Sorry. to see you, beautiful. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's it's a crazy world out here, so I'm trying to yeah. just stay. Safe. All yeah, these masks, gloves in the car. I know. <laughs> but what's up? How are you coping with this this COVID nineteen? How's it changing your your day to day? Um, 
it really hasn't changed much. Like a lot of people keep asking me this question. Um, yeah. I just haven't been going outside, which is crazy to me. Um, and I'm just trying not to lose my mind because I'm so used to going outside and being out and about and running around. But um, I've just been able to accomplish more stuff like indoors, like catch up on school assignments that was due. Um, the and just really be more creative. I've done TikToks, which is funny. I like start. I like remember not liking the app. I thought it was the worst thing ever. Now I'm kind of addicted. And I, and I do like a lot of TikToks today. I've been shooting YouTube videos like crazy. Like I was telling Anthony, I've been doing many photo shoots. I was like, I might become a great job, Anthony. Just saying. <laughs> you can, that's, 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 not, that's not funny. That's not, that's not funny. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, not funny. I'm just like writing um, shows and movies. So yeah, I've been saying my, being my creative self, writing music and stuff. Um, yeah. Just not going out. <laughs> Yeah. So Anthony can tell you, I recently joined TikTok and I had the same sentiments as you. I was like, this is corny, another musically app. Yeah. I am addicted. Like I was up last night, half asleep, trying to learn this dang, like get it down perfect. Like learn. <laughs> and it's so funny. So I completely feel you on that. Um, I don't want you embarrassing us if you're going to do TikTok videos. You got to be good. It has to be on point. But no, I figured, um, you know, someone in your profession that this time frame wouldn't affect you probably in a negative, it wouldn't affect you in a negative way in the sense where you're a creative. And I think with your career, with moving around so much, let's say you're bouncing from LA, Atlanta, New York, premieres, mm -hmm. all types of stuff. Like this is given, I know for me as an entertainment journalism, like journalist, it's giving me time to like stop mm -hmm. and and reflect and like look at my work and, and analyze my work and think about new work so I'm sure your creative juices are like probably flowing and you're probably connecting with people so much more yeah I, I really am like at first I was kind of like did I like lie to myself like when this first started I was just so relaxed and I wasn't doing anything and I'm like what am I doing I need to like do something why am I not doing anything but I just kind of got used to how relaxing it is like this is the longest that I've ever been home yeah and and it was like weird at first and I was super duper relaxed and I'm like why am I not working why am I not doing anything and then like about two weeks into quarantine I slowly started getting back to myself I know I've had this like writer's block that I've been in for the past couple months and it just totally went away um once wow. I really started to allow myself to just be creative again and fall in love with all these things like in a whole new way and really just really 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 be appreciative of yeah. everything that I'm so used to doing and like now that I can't do it to that extent anymore it's just giving me time to really like reflect and fall back in love like fall not that I fell out of love but fall even more in love with the yeah. things that I love doing and, and really like set time aside for each thing yeah and I think it's, it's funny you put it that way because I can imagine with your line of work, when you first start things that are, are like acting, modeling, media, you do it because you love it and it mm -hmm. gives you like, a, it fills you. But when it gets to the point where, you know how like when you start, it probably doesn't feel like a job because it's fun. But then when it starts to feel like a job because it's very strenuous hours and it's demanding, th that takes the fun out of it. Mm -hmm. a little bit you know what I mean so then now yeah, it's probably, I know what you mean. you're probably still and like being able to like wow this is why I love this you know mm -hmm. so that's awesome yeah. oh, however I don't think I really felt like that way about like anything that I've done has felt like a job it's mm -hmm. just like really just getting like to really like sit down and reflect and go like 
man, I really miss this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it wasn't like that. But I, I get, like, exactly what you're saying and where you're coming from. You've been homeschooled. Um, mm-hmm. two, so two questions. Cause I know now, and I, I got to say, because I always, you always be my little sis, but, you know, you recently you did, you know, you, you know, you didn't, you didn't cross over the threshold. You're, you're, you're grown, grown up now. And I know you're applying, you know, go schools and colleges and things like that, which is going to be a huge difference from being at home. You know, you get mm-hmm. into those, uh, you know, lecture halls at schools. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that concerns you, as, you know, especially seeing what, you know, has been going on with the coronavirus? Yeah, it does. But one thing that I've been doing when I have been looking at universities and colleges, I want something that's not like necessarily full time where I have to be there every day. It's something where I can go in the classroom, but I can also do it online because yeah. of my demanding work schedule. Um, but going in a classroom like after this, it's def- it's definitely going to freak me out. It's going to take me some time. And I know that a lot of like universities and colleges, they're even delaying it. Like mm-hmm. how they were like, okay, maybe September, October. And now some of them are like 2021, which I really appreciate because it's going to take people like a lot of time to get over this. Um, but yeah, it does change my perspective a lot on like going in a lecture hall right now. I know for a fact, I know kids touch everything walking into classes. I just, I can remember that you touching all the chairs and the desk and whatnot. Mm. So I know it's going to be a little <laughs> crazy. Do you think we'll see a rise in homeschool kids after this? I think for sure. I mean, it's, it's <clears throat> funny seeing like people's reaction, like, um, my yeah. eight-year-old cousin, he's, like, at first, when he first started, he's like, oh, I hate this, I hate this. But I'm like, hey, you don't have to go to school. Like, this kid hates school with a passion. So, like, when he started doing it at first, he was like, I don't like this. This is hard. But um, literally, like, over the last week, he's like, I love this. I want to be homeschooled. I want to be homeschooled. And then just seeing, like, the response online, so many people are like, oh, my God, I love online schooling. I want to be homeschooled. And to me, I'm just like, wow. Like, I've been doing it for years. So, it doesn't shock but I'm glad that everyone else is kind of jumping on the bandwagon because the cool thing about it is you really get to go at your own pace not saying you have to go slow but I feel like school sometimes holds kids back yeah and they'll be learning the same thing for like three four five years and it's like what's the point then they get to like high school or college and it's like wait I never learned this Mm -hmm. so I think and they're not exposed to a lot of things like far as their history or their culture um, and that's one of the great things about online schooling and about homeschooling in general. You have more time to learn about everything. You're not just stuck on one topic for yeah. like your for all of elementary school or middle school or junior high or high school. Um, you really get to explore different things. So um, I'm glad that more people are opening up to it. And um, I know that it's gonna like a lot of people are really gonna love it, and it's gonna be a huge adjustment for a lot of people. But um, I'm glad that people are really broadening their horizons and seeing it's no different from going to a regular school you're just yeah. at home you're comfortable and when you're in a comfortable setting you'll be able to learn more yeah the pressure is probably different or the lack thereof so that's yeah that's awesome um let me ask you with you you know being part of a historic show like power at such a young age and then in combination of being homeschooled, how has that affected just your youth and a sense of like your social life? Because mm-hmm. obviously not many people your age can relate to being, you know, part of a successful franchise like that. And then also being homeschooled where, you know, you're missing out on certain things, but then you're gaining so much other things. But how do you feel about 
about both of those those aspects yeah. um i think people think like there's this huge misconception that like homeschool equals no social life but right. honestly i think i've had way more of a social life by being homeschooled and by being in so many different things because besides acting i play instruments i took dance classes i competitively figure skated and so many other things so i got i was exposed to many different people and i got to make like tons of friends that i probably would have never even got a chance to make friends with if i went to public school or private school if I wasn't yeah. in a homeschool setting, it really just exposed me to more. And being on such, like, and I, it feels weird to call it iconic because it feels like we just shot the first episode yesterday. <laughs> but such an iconic um, pop culture show, it really, it, it made me realize how small the world was. Like, when the show first came on, I didn't know that we had fans in Britain. And, and I'm just going to say all of Europe because they really love the show like spain britain paris everywhere they love the show and then here and in africa so it was like so crazy to see that and yeah. people approach me and they're like hey like i'm from nigeria we love the show so it really just broadened like my whole aspect on life so yeah but, um yeah you kind of you hop back in first of all you know your your death was probably one of the biggest moments on television, period. But then you managed to, to, to get back on as a ghost in the last uh, season of, of Power as well. Uh, when, when did they decide that they were going to do the whole ghost uh, scenario? Honestly, I think they decided, I don't know when they decided to do it, but I'm going to give you like two answers. I think they decided when they decided to kill like Raina off, and even my last day on set, like everyone was really emotional, but they kept saying, we'll see you soon. And I'm like, why are these people saying they're gonna see me soon? They're not gonna see me soon. Like I had like I had no idea. And my mom was like, you're gonna be such a big star. Don't even worry about it. And everyone was like, you're gonna be so big. Don't worry about it. And they're like, this is not our last time seeing you, which I know it was my last time seeing everyone because it's such a small industry. And the person who could be like your assistant one day could be the director or the writer or creator of the show the next day. So of a show the next day. So I knew it wasn't like my last time seeing everyone. Um, but I really think they decided the moment they decided to kill Raina off whenever that was, that they would bring her back um, in like almost every season as a ghost. Um, just because of the sentimental um, feeling of it and people, they've heard, they've heard stories from people that have lost their children and they're like, no, I still see them. I see them every day. I get visits from them. I can hear them when I fall asleep. And I think yeah. if they didn't include that, one, the backlash after they killed Raina off was tremendous. <laughs> it was wow. crazy. I didn't think that people were going to go that hard. And like people were messaging me, people were sending death threats to the studio, to stars, wow. to Fifty, to Courtney, and like they're all amazing people. No one deserves that. And I think in a way they they like they knew they had that plan in place, but they also were like, okay, maybe we should listen to these people and bring her back. So it happened somewhere in between there. I don't know exactly where for sure. Um, but I just remember um, Courtney Kemp, she was like, this isn't my last time seeing you. You'll be seeing you. You'll be back. She was like, you're family. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and that, that happened. So. That's so fascinating that uh, 
people responded like that mm -hmm. so aggressively because you we know it's 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 literally a storyline yeah. so but that speaks to why people take representation and the perception mm -hmm. of what's out there in pop culture like so serious you know and it yeah. impacts their life personally um how has you know representation just as a young black woman in this industry have you had ever had any situations where you felt like growing up maybe not seeing black women in certain roles or seeing them in certain roles motivated you or made you feel um just discouraged you know what i mean from just your experience yeah. on set or casting not having a lot of representation growing up really lit a fire under my butt like when i was three years old i would tell my mom like mommy i don't see kids who look like me on sesame street i was like i don't see that many i want to do that i want to i want to go on there and um as i got older i kept saying it so like when i was three years old i told her on new year's eve i was like how come you don't want me to be on tv i really want to be on tv and she was like it's not that it's just i don't know what to do and she was like you know what your birthday's in a couple months when you turn four years old we'll figure out what to do we'll put you in it see how you like it and really representation was the fire that lit yeah. my career that started my career i i didn't see a lot of that growing up so i wanted to do that for someone else for some other little black girl out there and yeah. just like when i hear like girls come up like people like girls that are way younger than me that watch power and i'm like you shouldn't be watching that but you know what i don't <laughs> care do you because <laughs> that's your business <laughs> so like when i see them and they're like hey you really inspired me to, to be on tv and it's like i didn't know we could have that and they're and like even adults walk up to me and they're like thank you for representing us and I'm like well thank you i like i didn't see like it's always what i wanted but i didn't know that i, I would ever get that impact one day yeah so it's amazing it's really heartwarming you no know, i'm older than you and and when i first seen you you know it encouraged me even the whole set of power really because mm -hmm. that's why i love 15 what he's done with with that pop culture show because he's given opportunity to people that look like us Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're from New York, too, and it, there's so many elements of it that, you know, um, it affects so many young people. And yeah. I'm not sure Tiffany has told you about what happened. You know, we had a, a red carpet moment last year that went viral between my interview with Holly Berry. And um, I had spoke out on the lack of, you know, social media or I'm sorry, black media getting um, mm -hmm. good placement and being skipped. Mm -hmm. And Holly Berry, you know, was one when I was growing up, I used to see her and she broke the barrier for so many yeah. young And so for her to receive, you know, it was Anthony and I there, it was, it really changes you, you know, to just see another woman in that position and then turn around and say, hey, you know, I haven't forgotten about you too. So what you're doing is going to transcend way past even mm -hmm. your own career, but everyone. So I'm super proud. <laughs> you stop pretty much uh, for every fan um mm -hmm. outside yeah. I, I mean if you guys i mean i'm sure you guys are already following on ig where you got you post all the different pics sometimes it, it'd be a lot i was telling him <laughs> her, her, her dash at the top of her story would be crazy but the dash at the top of your story sometimes be out of this world do you um is that is that something like you're gonna still embrace coming out of this as far mm -hmm. as just being you know up close with the fans that's something that I'm so open to. And I was actually really bummed out at the end of March. And um, even this month, like I, you know, I post them at the end of the month. I didn't have anything to post at the end of March. 
um, which really sucks. And I, I don't have anything to post at the end of this month. And um, it's really upsetting, especially when I get messages from people every day. They're like, oh, I would have loved to meet you. Um, and, you know, like this is usually around the time that I'm doing like fundraisers for March of Dimes where fans come out and where I'm hosting meet and greets and stuff during like spring break and summer break. And so many, I've, get, I've gotten so many messages and they're like, oh, it sucks. I won't get to meet you. And it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit, but I'm definitely still going to take my fan photos. I'm still going to embrace everyone once this is all over. Because when they say, like, you can go back outside, you know me, Anthony. I'm going to wait, like, a month or two months before going back outside. Um, and I'm going to be masked up, gloved up, but um, I'm still going to embrace them and allow them to take pictures and communicate with me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good. My mom said we were, not close. You know, six feet apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until no, next year. <laughs> we were talking about how, you know, fans would feel not being able to, you know, get that hug or autograph or picture mm -hmm. with, you know, their favorite celebrity or their favorite athlete or whatever coming out of this. But, you know, it is it's you know, it's something like I do think that there will be actors and athletes that will kind of be standoffish mm -hmm. after the coronavirus so I do think it's dope that you're actually like you know what now we're gonna I'm gonna still get my pictures in with the fans because I know that that's something you know that one that, that I know you you really love having the fans come up to you yeah and then same thing with the fans you know they love that interactiveness when I can just walk up to somebody who I really admire I love watching you every week or you know on television or, or in a movie and I can still go and, and get a picture and this and everything is cool yeah. so tell us what is next for you what are I know you spoke a little bit earlier about writing and producing mm -hmm. or directing or you know what what do you foresee you know your uh, of your career um, so before I get into that, um, the what's next question, I actually have a fundraising event on my Instagram live, um, this Tuesday, not today, but next Tuesday coming up, this Tuesday coming up, and it's with Raquel Harris, and we're going to be working out and doing some boxing techniques, um, for March of Dimes for COVID-19 Relief Fund for the Me Too babies, so make sure y'all tune in, spread the word, and um, Anthony, I'll send you the flyer, and, um, please share it. Um, but as far as career-wise, um, knock on wood, some TV shows, some movies coming up, um, but music, there's definitely going to be a lot of music coming out of this whole experience. So that's what you guys can look up, look out for. Oh, music. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. My mom's like, you can't talk about, I know, I know. I can't talk about like everything coming out, but there's no, of course, don't have to go into detail, just kind of you know, where you plan on, on, on moving your career. So that's awesome. I'm going to cut this part out um, in regards to the, the, the event on Tuesday, and I'm just going to post that clip um, okay. onto, onto our social media and um, onto the, the YouTube channel just so we can get a little extra promo going for the, uh, for the event for next Tuesday. Cool, thanks. Again, now you're coming out mm -hmm. of being a child star, going into being an adult actress. How have I, have you prepared yourself for that transaction, that uh, transition, excuse me, because, um, you know, we had a lot of times, you know, with child stars, they kind of mm -hmm. get stuck in being that child star. So mm -hmm. are you preparing yourself to take on older roles or, you know, how, how, how are you preparing that, that transition? Honestly, for me, there really is like no transition. I've always, like, I've kind of always been ahead of my game ahead of the ball game a little bit when I was younger in this business I had an advantage over a lot of kids my age that were starting out too 
I could read. Um, and so I could like read scripts easily and they were like, okay, well, you're so advanced. We have to send you out for like older roles sometimes. So, um, honestly, the crazy thing about the transition, like from child roles to adult roles is there's really no transition because when you're like 18, you're still auditioning for like 14, 15, 16, 17 and 18 year old roles. And you really don't get to play adult roles. Like, unless you're like tall and you know you look your age but a lot of times I'll walk into a casting and they're like you look like you're 14 and I'm like no I'm 18 um so I, I'm like going up around my age yeah it is and I'm so we got a couple more couple more years younger. of you playing the younger roles yeah a lot more years what you mean you know what to play somebody's mama right now like <laughs> in the next movie she's gonna play a grandma no <laughs> but until until I'm probably like maybe 25 that's when i'll can you answer this it's my doordash sorry but until i'm like sorry my food is here <laughs> until i'm like probably 24 25 that's when i'll really be going out for like adult roles and roles for my age group well even the, the show on netflix all american i was researching the cast they're all 30 years old like and they're yeah. playing, they're they're playing high schoolers and the lead actor, the lead football player on the team is 29. And then the, the mm -hmm. other, uh, Love just is 31. And I'm like, they're playing 17-year-olds. So, I yeah, mean, I don't even worry. I think they're going to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's the, that is the crazy part about this industry. Um, It's weird. It's like when you're young, they want you to keep playing these young roles. And when you're older, you, they still want you to keep playing young roles, you know, if you're younger, which um, so many actors do when they're blessed because they just have lots of longevity. But it's yeah. so rare when you find a show, and it's weird, like when I audition, I'm like, why am I going out for this teenage role? And I know they're gonna pick an adult to play this, but um, the reason they do that is because adults, they can work longer hours than child actors, which is the cool thing about being 18. Um, I can work longer hours. <laughs> and um, probably gonna regret that soon, but <laughs> I can work longer hours, which will be fun. Yeah. Um, and that that is why they go older and like they don't need the parent on set so that's why they go older but i really do commend shows like stranger things when they have you know like actors playing their age because it's yeah. so rare to see and it's just a huge win for like child actors and teenage actors like myself yeah and i think it it, it gives um just a depth in the show when you have older people playing that role because you may have more seasoned actors and then more mm. youthful ones everyone can really truly play their role and also learn from each other yeah uh, what's a what's a piece of advice or guidance that you would give to a young actress that wants to start off which is all the years of knowledge that you've gained or maybe something you wish someone told you before you started mm. Um, I'd say, like, this is my number one advice for everyone. Do not fall for the scams. So I get so many messages about this and so many people, they're like, well, I have to pay for my agent and manager. I'm like, you don't have to pay for an agent and manager. You don't have to pay to go out on an audition. Like, those things are free. And people are like, I didn't know. And I'm like, yeah. And that's the, that is so upsetting to me that people are literally scamming these people that just want to live out their dreams. So um, that's my biggest advice. Don't fall for any of the scams look yeah. for an agent and manager because if you're doing it all alone and just kind of like going into these open casting calls yeah like i said it's overwhelming so look for an agent and manager look for ones that are relevant and that are representing people that one that look like you 
that are your gender and that have experience working mm. with someone like you and look for you don't want to go with this super duper big agency that's representing like all these big stars because it's like there's no room for you but you don't yeah. want to go with the agency that's representing like a bunch of nobody so you want to find one that's right in the middle and that has experience and yeah that is my advice that's great advice i wouldn't have mm-hmm. thought about the gender part huh? of that oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. sorry and <laughs> one more thing you can also consult my mom jay um i'll like <laughs> I'll, um anthony you can put this together when this is when you edit this but um she does consultants she does consulting and classes for young actors and actors do you want to say it would you like to say it you know you could text listen well first okay. first first, first oh, that's, of all that's awesome your she's, mom she's, she's my manager oh, already so i don't awesome. don't be don't be sending a bunch of people you. to go to her right now that's my manager and i need my time jay he needs your time yeah oh yeah but you can like get in contact like through my instagram the email and my instagram team donshay at gmail.com if you just email and say hey i'm reaching out to jay so we know it's not an inquiry for me just say hey i'm reaching out to jay donshay hopkins mom um and i would like to take a consulting class with her or acting class and yeah so. that's awesome you know what's crazy about what you just said just to speak on you said it's important to have a manager agent that the gender part because um i was just speaking about this other day you know i'm a young woman entertainment news journalist that Mm -hmm. being a woman and being these spaces it's important to have one the right guidance but having other women and i think i didn't Mm -hmm. realize that until more recently you know being a woman i've been in situations where it's just um I don't know. It's just that you're really blessed that you've had your parents that were really involved, you know, at such a young age and made sure mm-hmm. that you, you know, things that didn't happen and that you yeah. were in a good situation because so many women in this industry deal with, you know, things that happen yeah. with directors. And I've, I've experienced a very inappropriate, you know, talent, interviewing talent and, and just mm-hmm. things that should, should have not been even said. Like, right. off so um, I actually have a publicist now that's, you know, a woman and she, she thinks of things that only as a woman, you know, even with wardrobe, with my yeah. cool girl, this, you, listen, you looking, you need to fix this. And she keeps it <laughs> all the way. And it's like being, having a woman, it's like, she's so, you know, it's like my mom yeah, looking out for me. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different when you have like a, a woman representing you or a man representing you. Um, yeah. And I've had um, female agents and managers. And now I have a male manager, but I still have female agents. And the perspective is so like different with some things sometimes, but um, I love them both. (laughs) I enjoy them for the world, but um, it is definitely, it's definitely good to have strong females like in your corner. So you can say, hey, should I do this? Or should I go out for this role? Like, Mm -hmm. hey, how's this person's track record? Are they the writer? Are they the director? Are they the producer? So yeah, I I, like totally understand where you're coming from. I want to go back to the to the red card because it's something that we had touched on last week. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you know, again going back to because I mean, Corona is going to be affecting us for a little while, but you know a lot of the times the red carpets are so tight and so compacted yes. to where you can't even one you can't even get on the red carpet realistically anyway. But yeah, how how do you think things will change? One, as far as with the actual actors themselves and doing these red carpet interviews, and then two, the act, the productions and how they arrange the red carpets. Because it can't be everybody all on top of each other like that moving forward. I think it's, it's definitely going to change a lot. 
and with red carpets too it's just it's kind of like the hunger games like everyone's like fighting for position yes. on red carpets <laughs> and everyone's kind of like packed in there like sardines um so i think it's kind of going to change the demand a little bit they're going to put like the higher press um companies and like the higher photographers and stuff mm -hmm. up there which sucks for independent um journalists and independent photographers and videographers so they're going to put people like getty at the front they're going to put like yeah. the times they're going to put tmz they're going to put all those people in the front and kind of put um the newer photographers and independent journalists in the back um yeah. kind of space everything out so that is gonna totally change red carpets a lot um and it's kind of going to be like even harder to get a pass um like not saying this is for sure going to happen i hope that it doesn't happen but then again we do have to make sure that safety is key so um i definitely do see huh? oh my nail <laughs> but i definitely do see things changing tremendously and i'm um Sorry, something's, something's happening with my family, my crazy family. Um, <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> um, I see it changing a lot. And it definitely, it's like, you're, like I said, you have to fight for a position as is. So you're going to have to fight like 10 times harder. They're going to be like, well, I have Zendaya. And then it's going to be like, well, I have Beyonce. So it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, this person's going to go. How, how it is already, but um, not everyone's not going to be so close together they're going to be like okay this person go take the photos do your interviews okay you off now this person it's definitely going to be more spaced out and it's probably going to be a lot more time consuming like because it's so rush rush it's there for you're probably going to have to arrive like five hours before the event to even start the red carpet do you think it'll be harder e e even harder now than for black media outlets to get those red carpet interviews just because of like you said they're going to push the bigger guys to the front mm -hmm. wait yeah. trip. sorry i don't interrupt mm -hmm. you no it's fine so trip don't equate bigger outlets to white outlets and don't equate smaller oh, well, outlets to black outlets. okay but go ahead <laughs> right because there are some good media sites out there that are black owned mm -hmm. um so but i i like i get what you're saying um, it definitely is. It's going to be a lot harder because, like I said, people are going to go with the people they know. They're going to go with people like BET. They're going to go with people like, um, oh my God, what's the name of it? Um, oh, American Black Film Festival. They're, yes, they're going to, like, it's it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's already Hunger Games, but it's just going to be a little bit more competitive. And yeah. most importantly, I think that what's going to come out of this whole corona is one people's better understanding of space and cleanliness and yeah you know, all those things and i think that sometimes with celebrities peak fans and press included get a little too comfortable and they get a little too comfortable with not respecting people's personal space and i've seen it on the red carpet i've seen i we were on the carpet um for john wick and, and uh keanu reeves was uh i remember he had a cold and he was sneezing mm -hmm. And he was like, give me a second to the press because he was literally sneezing. Sneez like, he's a human and they yeah. people have patience. And I remember this reporter was just, the mic, she was just shoving it in his face and she was getting mm. so close. Cool. He was like, you, like he, and I felt so bad because the guy was like sneezing with his nose and he was just like, I need a moment. And she couldn't respect that moment or the space. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I think that what's going to come out of this is space and the proper distance and the proper mm. like, you respect so i don't know hopefully yeah i agree
So no, definitely. Now, no, because I know we get we get close to the hour, but I do because you guys you guys have been trying to uh, convert me for the past couple of years. Uh, to, to you want you guys try to get me to go vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, now with everything now, and I've been hearing these rumors about the different things with the meat and all that, people touching stuff. Do you think there's going to be a big boom uh, for veganism coming out of the coronavirus? Definitely, definitely. I'm on it right definitely. now. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, when this started, when, like, the news, like, first, not, I'm gonna, not going to say when it first came out, but when people really started taking it seriously, and they were like, no, this could possibly, like, be a national crisis, and they, like, alerted everyone on the news, they were like, go and get your groceries, and just try and limit them out the time you're going out. When I went into all my stores that I go in, like, all the vegan stores, Whole Foods, and then even the smaller, um, like, farmer market chains and stuff, there was nothing, there was nothing vegan there, like, whatsoever. I could not even find, I could not find an onion. Like, that's how crazy it was. Everything, all the shelves were clear. So I definitely see, like, a lot of people going vegan, um, especially now due to this, because it came from a bat that fit a cow and it's so crazy and a lot of these things especially preventable diseases a lot of them stem from animals and it's because they have all these animals in these terrible conditions in these meat packing plants and in these farms and it's just like if it's if one animal has it it's just going to spread to another animal if they're like this close together so and then eventually it's going to spread to humans so i think um there will be a lot of happier animals that come out of this there will be a lot of healthier people and it's a great way to build your immune system by going vegan and add years to your life so i hope that a lot of a lot more people get educated on it and really start to take it seriously yeah i agree 100 percent. i i too just started this week just vegetables and, and but yeah i've been you know also having fruits and vegetables just because the immunity strength so i didn't know you're yeah. vegan oh. yeah i'm vegan check out my page if you want to see some recipes if you get bored of eating just like plain fruits and vegetables <laughs> that's the biggest struggle is like i was definitely getting bored so i'm definitely gonna check out some recipes because yeah you start in the beginning you start to feel like there's not a lot of options but there's mm -hmm. plenty but you know there are tons of options like stuff that you pass at the grocery store and you're like oh what's that like it's nine times out of ten it's vegan so definitely check out my page i have a lot of great brands up there and recipes and you'll find something like Anthony's always like, can you send me a plate? <laughs> <laughs> Especially for people of color. I think that our community is something that I think more than recently we've been in to, we've always been into fitness, but the health part of it. And I think part of that is because we, you know, black don't crack. We all look mm -hmm. great or we, you know, are historically what the, the scraps and things that we used to eat, you know, for mm -hmm. survival. And so yeah. I love meeting women of color or men of color that are vegan too because it's like that push needs to be pushed in our community yeah it's like you can look good but just because you look good that doesn't mean you're healthy on right. the inside and right. i think a lot of people think like going vegan means that they have to compromise their culture you can still eat like your cultural foods you just yeah. really have to research the recipes and then you kind of when you're vegan you get so creative you're like well how can i make this into this and i suggest checking out bad girl vegan she mm. has vegan oxtails, which I was like, what? That's a thing? So oh. they're like, yes, there are tons of things. If you just like look them up and research them and you can even try a bunch of recipes like yourself and, and see if you like it. But you can definitely have your cultural foods and still be vegan. 
Well, that sounds awesome. Get up on that uh, IG and uh, find out from Don Shea. Get some, get some uh, recipes and some uh, cooking tips if you're trying to transfer over. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it, Don Shea. I want it. Okay. We try some new stuff. All right. You got to <laughs> gotta got me. You got to convince me. So I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm going to get more. I ain't going to jump all the way out the window. I'm going to hold you once. to it. Don't start. Don't get but, the line. No, I ain't, <laughs> I, that's what I just said. I ain't going to do it all at once. It's going to take me some time. I got to wean myself off of where it's I'm okay. at now. And then I'm going to get to it. Like, listen, I'm, I'm I eating a whole lot of fruits you and stuff. Vegan, you're going to feel better and you're, you're not going to miss any of that stuff. Right. Only, only certain things you might miss. But. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure talking to you thank and you. for me. So I'm definitely a supporter. Thank you. No and problem. Make sure you guys uh, tune in uh, next Tuesday. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on there on there as well, rocking out with Dasha um, on the live for the next uh, charity event. Um, she's she's working with the March of Dimes. Just really quick, Dasha, give them that info one more time. Yeah. So next Tuesday coming up. Well, this Tuesday coming up, um, April twenty eighth. April twenty eighth. I'm at seven o'clock. I'm doing a live with Raquel Harris. It's gonna be a workout slash boxing technique class. And we're raising we're raising money for the COVID nineteen relief fund for NICU babies um, with Marcha Dons. Perfect. All right, we're gonna be locked in. Thank you. And bye. I'm focus. This is your African King of Comedy, Michael Blackson. You watching real friends, real talk. Get real with it, my son. Real fans, real talk, we as real as you thought.